King Mike. Welcome to Coco Butter Radio. Here we feel it. I'm your host, King Mike, Mr. Keep It Moving, and as always, I want to thank you for pressing play. Today we talk to Coco Butter Radio featured artist Julia Lewis, straight out of San Francisco, California. We discuss how he makes music and how jazz education shapes his creative process. Like me, Julia can't really sing that well, but he's a producer. So we discuss how a non-singing producer still has to find a way to showcase melodies for artists who want to get on his beats. We also discuss how studying abroad in Brazil led him to meet some drummers that work with the King of Pop. We also talk about who Julia plans to work with in the future. All that and more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get to know Julia Lewis. Coco Butter Radio. Radio. Coco Butter Radio. When you hear it, you feel it. I'm your host, King Mike. Keep it moving. And I got my man Julia Lewis on the on the phone right now. Uh, straight out of what is it, San Francisco? I know it's Northern Cali. Where you at, man? Yeah, man. Yo, thank you for having me. No and uh, I'm definitely yeah representing Northern California. I live right now in San Francisco. Although mm. I'll say that. My my heart is in the East Bay. I come from Berkeley, grew okay. up in Oakland and Berkeley. Um and it's it's close to, to where I live now, but the Bay Area has really uh shifted quite a bit. There's a lot more traffic out uh-huh. here, there's a lot more technology and things and it's it's a little harder to to call uh, mm. San Francisco my home, no lie, because it doesn't look like it used to. So <laughs> I, but you know, that's that's yeah. that's all that's all said. Like I'm I'm out here, I love uh I love the Bay mm-hmm. very much and um and it's convenient to be to be close to Los Angeles too for mm-hmm. for you know to be able to work with other musicians and things. Everyone happens to be down there. It's so interesting. Down there. It's interesting the way you describe uh, the Bay Area. I had a I talked to Elu J, who you worked with as well, and uh, he was just telling me about how the the dynamic of the city has changed over time. Is that something that you're no, you're noticing as well? I mean, absolutely. Uh, his, his, he, he he even titled his project Gentrify. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think some of what he was getting at, uh, is, is what I'm talking about too. Mm-hmm. Uh, really just like, uh, you know, there's, there's a, there's a lot of shift that happens when, um, you know, a lot of money comes into an area and, uh, it's, sometimes it kind of feels, it's just on a personal level. You see yeah. people out here that, that don't seem like they really, they don't, they don't seem like they're going to be here for a uh-huh. long time, you know? Uh-huh. And they also seem to have like way more money than than what's normal exactly. than for somebody that that of that age, you know, mm-hmm. out here. So um, I think that it, it causes a disconnect, and and then all of a sudden, you know, but there's very obvious things that happen, like you know, there'll be parts of uh, parts of your city that that used to look not as nice, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they look real nice, mm-hmm. and now you can't even afford to go eat there, you Man. know, in that area. So and, and, and like I told him, the same kind of situation is happening here in Austin, but. Um, still sounds like you repping the, the, the Northern Cali, you making music, you got a certain sound to you. Uh, I just want to let you know, man, you're one of the, you are the first producer that I brought on, on the show. I've had two artists and you are the first producer. So, uh, with that being said, man, your sound is smooth. It's kind of, I don't know, vibrant. I can kind of see colors when I'm hearing it. It, it. It's bright colors. Can you tell me a little bit about what your sound is to you and some of the influences behind it? Absolutely, man. Absolutely, uh, and I, 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 I'm excited. That I'm a first producer, man. Yeah. All the other other all the other producers out there are hella weak, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a it's 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 a beautiful thing that that producers are now starting to get, um, you know, a little bit of a platform, and mm-hmm. people want to 
understand what their what their you know process is like too exactly uh, and uh and yeah like i i definitely you know melody like you mentioned um you know melody to me is is, is really very important I, I i really start with uh melodies chord progressions and, mm-hmm. and changes before i even ever start with with drums or or uh sort of percussive ideas okay. uh when i'm coming up with an idea with a with a song and my, my background is actually in jazz so okay. i grew up playing jazz uh, in jazz bands and in combos, I went to a jazz school when I was when I was young. And, really, uh, that's interesting. Saxophone, okay. all right. Alto saxophone was was my thing. And uh, was that by it's, choice? It's or was that by choice, or did your parents get you into that? Like, you know, you don't really hear too many people nowadays just openly young people as, uh, at least jumping into the jazz realm. Yeah, it's it's a little less. Uh, you know, I guess it's yeah, it's a little less accessible for mm-hmm. for some on the youth side of things. And I did. I came from a pretty musical household. I have two older sisters who were pretty good piano players. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it was a little bit more of a classical thing going on in in the household as far as like what what my, you know the parents were mm-hmm. trying to get get the kids to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I quickly I was just I felt different, and I was I was always a little bit different. Uh, than, than my sisters and I think I made that a point to like still take this sort of a you know cl- cl- tra- not traditional but just like academic approach to music but exactly. in a very different direction yeah. you know and yeah. I always loved uh, I always loved the, the, the vibe of uh, let's see you know a, a band coming together where you can hear the individual parts mm-hmm. um, and and then you can hear them sort of getting in where they fit in and exactly. but by that I mean like not not just the mix but like you know, uh, improvising. Is, That's what I, is, yeah, I was going to get into that. Do you have a sense of imp- improvisation in your, in your beats? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's, mm-hmm. that's really so much of my process too, man, because, you know, I, I grew up again, like I said, um, sort of getting, earning my musical chops and, and learning melodies, um, as, as a, as a saxophone player. And I was really kind of a, a, a it's almost like a vocalist, mm-hmm. so to speak, you're, mm-hmm. you're a top line melody, you know what it's monophonic meaning so it's like one note at a time you know you can't play chords with a saxophone type thing mm-hmm. and um I, I i really was like trying to always listen for where i was going to fit in how I was, how i was going to fit in and um so work like working with other people i think gave me a, a sense of myself um and then also you know a, 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 an ability to really listen to where other people were coming from too mm-hmm. so that i wasn't talking over them i wasn't playing over them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so, like now nowadays, um, when I'm coming up with an idea, you know, it's, it really becomes uh, me kind of reaching out to like the, the that, that that reaching back to that improv space mm-hmm. where I was playing with you know bands and whatnot because mm-hmm. I'm trying to listen not not just for like what I want to say, but I'm trying to listen about trying to think about what someone else might be wanting to say mm-hmm. on top of this beat, you know, and that that takes. Some flexibility that takes me not having a, a real crystallized set idea sometimes about what this has to be. Okay. Um, and you know the the interplay between different instruments, uh, you know, in a band is kind of how I think about um, creating a track as well. And so each time that I go through a layer when I'm making a beat, uh, a lot of times I kind of envision myself as a, one of those players in that band. Um, Trying to again, like get in where they fit in. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're you're trying to find the pocket if you're yep. building it on the base. You know, you want to be able to, uh, you know, create that little the 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 the, the lush bed of 
of, of waves, you know, with that fit, that pad for when the chorus hits. And you want the, the vocalist to really like have that, that platform to like rise up on, you know, for that big moment, of course. Um, definitely, definitely, yeah. I'ma fall through on a regular. You ain't regular. I'ma pull up, pull up, pull up like a messenger. I'ma pull up, pull up, praying for you, shorty, like you secular. Never put you on a pedestal like this is work. Image, I'ma eat, diplomatic high feast, presidential in the suite, mixing honey with the bean. I'm a drum like I'm done to cat. Niggas always tell me run it back. Me and Juju made another way. If I'm keeping it a hundred steps. What I'm hearing out of you, man, you're definitely not a beat maker. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's definitely I feel the passion from from just the way you described your process. Um so you being a producer, not a beat maker, when you're done with that track, do you have are, are are you already having the hook and, and, and where you want the verse to go and the subject matter of the song or are you just kind of just you're done with that musical piece now you want the artist to take it from there what, what's that process look like it's a really interesting question man mm -hmm. i think uh it's, it's shifted for me over time i think mm -hmm. initially uh, when i first started out i really really was uh, a beat maker so mm -hmm. to speak you know i was i was putting together um, an idea, you know, centered around a beat that had a little bit of movement, a little bit of slow melody and chord change, but it just wasn't, it wasn't as much of a fully thought out, uh, you know, uh, piece. Mm -hmm. And and now, uh, and I would also, to, to your point, I'd be kind of, you know, I'd be done with it once, mm -hmm. once I thought it was done and I'd mm -hmm. pass it off. Mm -hmm. um, but now I think that uh, as I've worked with more other musicians and vocalists and songwriters, I recognize that you know, giving sometimes giving uh, a vocalist a little bit of an idea of a melody to work with. Um, sometimes it could be a scratch vocal um, or just some mumblings or something like that. Or that can sometimes really help to trigger to kind of like give somebody a, it could be a catalyst for them to write some, some idea and to kind of get something out. And so I do have, again, being that I was this uh, saxophone player, mm -hmm. I really can't help but hear melodies in my head. Yep. You know, I can't help but hear that top line melody. And really, I have a terrible voice, bro. I just <laughs> cannot sing. But, <laughs> but I, gotta, I have a really I got, good ear. You it's know? funny. I got, so a I, I got a producing homeboy who just swears that everybody can sing. And I'm like, no, Greg, dog, I can't sing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just can't. So to hear another producer finally sympathize with me, that that, that makes me feel good. <laughs> oh, 100%. Uh -huh. You know, because, uh, hey, we... We're we're out here. Um, we listen to music because we love it. We, I'm not trying to give you something that that I think you're gonna hate. You know, I hear you. I hear you. I hear <laughs> no, but but on on the real, um, I have found as as kind of embarrassing as it can be to, to sing a little bit mm. uh, or in front of people or something like that. Like if you have that melody in your head, you know, um, you want to get it out. You want to exactly. get it out. And exactly. so I started to, uh, you know, I started to, to to sing scratch vocals on an idea, and then I'll send that to somebody I want to work or some of that I'm already working with and mm -hmm. if, if they say yo I don't really I really don't like that idea it's no you know sweat off my back I'm yeah, not yeah. it doesn't bother me um, but I have found sometimes that people you know take 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 this idea and sort of riff off it and work mm -hmm. with it and uh, so it's, there's just a lot of levels to this and yeah like on the beat maker versus producer tip really yeah it really does come down to um, you know how much 
are you looking at this as like a whole holistic thing that people are about to experience through their ears exactly. uh, start to finish, you know, versus uh, just just like a, a gridded out loop, you know, mm-hmm. which which some of, some, of, some of the hottest songs out damn near have a gridded out loop for a beat. So I can't even really be mad at that uh, either. But it then kind of comes down to like what the vocalist is, is going to do and like what the vibe is. And mm-hmm. um, it, be, it becomes, it's almost like doing a movie, you know, exactly. each song is start to finish uh, you know, an experience for people to listen to and they have these visions when they're listening to, to lyrics and they, you know, they can relate but they entertain or scared or whatever else they're going to feel, you know what I'm saying? I think um, making a making a, a, the music underneath that is so much more than making a beat. It's, it's what's the start to finish, you know, what's the arc? Where are we going to take people exactly. on this, you know, journey, you know what I'm saying, to keep people interested because I love, I love really nowadays it's, it is really about keeping and maintaining people's attention. Sadly, I, I, not to sound like, uh, and that's not my objective, you know what I'm saying? But I recognize that people are very fickle nowadays, you know, and it's important to be able to, to you know, grab people's attention and, 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 and recognize that their attention is really precious and you can't, you can't take it for granted. Ex- you know? uh, so you got to keep, got to keep it moving. They, keep it moving is definitely my mantra. And as far as, uh, attention spans, man. That that's like a a treasured resource resource at this point because attention spans are so small. Um, I totally agree with where you're going with that. So, um, I was reading a little bit about you, man, and I think I read something that you you studied abroad a little bit, or you traveled you traveled around the world. Can you tell me a little bit how that traveling has affected your sound, if it has at all? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I. Uh... When I when I studied in college, I had a a really awesome opportunity to study abroad in Spain or sorry in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Tripping, uh, I was in Brazil in a northeastern city called Fortaleza, mm-hmm. and I spoke some Spanish, uh, so I was able to go and kind of just use that as a way to start talking to people. But it's very different from Portuguese, so people would kind of cock their head to the side and be like, "What? Like, what are you talking about?" <laughs> And the, the, after a little the while, the soys and the voids and the vas are a little bit different. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they, they sure sound beautiful, but I'll be cocking my head to the side too. Exactly. Like, I'm trying to get that. I kind of understand. Um, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think um, one of the more, one of the, the most uh, easy ways for me to connect with people when language wasn't working initially was music. Mm-hmm. You know? Pass me the ox. That's <laughs> Pass it. Me the ox. Yeah, man. You know? And, People were there, like we would, we would vibe off of songs that we all knew the lyrics to. Some mm-hmm. of them they didn't understand, but mm-hmm. they loved those songs. Exactly. Um, and then vice versa, they sort of put me on stuff. And so eventually, I, I lived there for about eight months, okay. and I had, I didn't have any choice but to to learn how to speak Portuguese, and you know, you kind of got to get by that way. Nice. Um, but I started started working with some some local musicians. Really, I wasn't doing much. Um, production and beat making at that point in my life but um i started actually using a field recorder out there uh, just this pretty simple little task cam joint and i had the privilege of one afternoon uh we traveled to a city called salvador de bahia Mm -hmm. um that's on the northeast coast as well and it's a really famous city for its music um, and the culture is incredibly vibrant and um, there's a group, a uh, drum drumming group called Olodum. Okay. 
and they actually got featured in a in a Michael Jackson video in the nineties. Like they got a whole lot of <laughs> wait, hold thing, on, you know, thing. Don't tell me they were in that. They don't really care about us video. <laughs> is that it? You Did I get it right, about, bro? Yeah, the drumming in the street. Come on, the, bro. The, the <laughs> yo, you already know. You already know. And then there's Mike in the middle. Like, yeah, man. And he's you know a couple shades lighter than that, he was. That, like, that's it's a, a gangster ass song, but nobody really it, nobody really thinks about the type of man Michael Jackson was. Like we want to clown the skin, the color change, and maybe the little boy I thing. Know. But that boy Mike was for the people, man. Oh man, and it, that, that song was hard as fuck. Was like you're right, right. It, it really was, yeah. and especially with those drums. Like uh-huh. if you listen back, there's these like really big. They almost sound like taco drums, or something, mm-hmm. but they're not. They're they're these um, timbales and and these other these other real big bass drums they use. But long, long story short, bro, we 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 got a chance to go uh, connect with these dudes. They have a school, a drumming school. And I was just recording, just recording, 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 recording. And I took this home and I got, I got, I got back. Um, I didn't even have a computer when I was living in Brazil, but I was living in, in the favela, uh, working on a mental health, um, in a, in a mental health care facility as part of what I was studying. Wow. And so I just, just like no technology. It was very low key, but I, I get back to the States and I have like this whole field recorder full of samples, mm. uh, Basically, and that that's kind of what I, that's kind of how I started making beats. I won't even lie; like I chopped up these drums and had had that experience uh, that it was real personal and just real vibey. The energy was amazing there, and it kind of just like reminded me and sparked me to. So I kind of like got this little Wayne sample, like yeah. vocal, you know, somewhere from some some Pirate Bay or something like that online, and <laughs> just started downloading the VSTs and got a Fruity Loops to copy and just started chopping drums. And there you go. And I realized like. You know, I, I had kind of given up on jazz music for for a while. Uh, I was I was playing a lot of sports in in high school. I played sports in college as well, and mm-hmm. just focused on that. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I was living in L A. That's where I went to college. Um, it was just like music was starting to call, call to me. Yeah, and got deeper into the into the production thing. Really, just like I'm having friends and and roommates and people that 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 wanted beats to rap to. There you go. You know, just to kind of kick it, and that's just how it started, man. Just you know, having ciphers at home, people just coming through and messing around on the keyboard. And I think it was but one time when somebody came through who was a nasty piano player, like okay. real good. Mm-hmm. And then I, I recorded their MIDI and I started using it. And I was like, yo, wait, this is producing. This is not me making it. <laughs> yeah. When you start, when you put these pieces together, you know, that's what it's about. So, I, and, it, and it wasn't about, it wasn't like an ego moment. Yeah. Like, oh shit, I'm going to be able to, convince other people that i played those keys no, no it's it, it's about making a, a just a better fuller piece exactly it you sounds know? like you know the more the, musicians on it yeah it sounds like you know the exact moment when you leveled up or when you went super saiyan on them you was just like oh right here you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what it sounds like oh man i mean that's hey it's every day the crazy thing you know it's, yeah. it's a funny thing to, to think about but like Every day is a level up, you know. Definitely, definitely, definitely. There's, there's, there's no, there's really no certainty. Um, if you're, if you're involved in, in music and art and creative things, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, about what, what's gonna work and what, what people might respond to or like what opportunities are gonna, you know, seem like they're there but then flop. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You never and, know. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of gotta keep reinventing yourself a little bit. Um, you know constantly but but those, those moments happen a lot though you know where you, mm-hmm. I, 
I kind of had this little light bulb, and I think, wow, like that's that is how Mike Dean made that Travis yeah. Scott song. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, mm-hmm. I get, I kind of get that now, and or like, uh, you know, it's more about subtraction than it is yeah. about addition. You know, what I'm saying like exactly. little things like that are just that's that's the level up to yeah. me. And sometimes it could come from a conversation that you have, you know, with another musician or somebody that's a you know a seasoned manager or something like that. Or it could just come from a from an experience that you have. You know, maybe even a negative one where. True. Um, you you had like you know depending on somebody to follow through or some 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 and it didn't work out uh, and you kind of have to realize like this this game is about you know intention and energy and you know things can change real fast and you just gotta be able to to, to be flexible with it. Ain't that the truth? I you know? in my years in this man and and uh, I know a few people that will tell you the same thing as well. The 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 phrase manage expectations. Like when I was young, I, I I I wanted it all right then and there. You know what I'm saying? If I thought somebody could do something for me, uh, it was about to change my world. And then half, I mean, more than half the time, nothing really came of it. So it was just kind of managing those expectations and just keeping it moving. It's definitely something that uh, I use to 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 move forward. And it sounds like you use some your own version of that as well. Um, as we wrap up, man, I just wanted to ask you, man. So you've collaborated with with quite a few people. Um, can you can you talk about uh, some other artists you, you want to work with, or you already know uh, it's in the process of you, you of the collaboration? And then also tell me about some artists that uh, your fans probably wouldn't expect you to work with that you would like to maybe one day uh, collab with, or produce a track with, or or do any kind of work with. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, yeah, so I, I so far the last the last year or two, I've been working with a lot of Bay Area artists. Mm. Uh, really been working a lot with with Elu J. Mm. Uh, he's, he's an up and coming. Uh, you know, he's he's a multi talented guy. He, he does production as well. He mm-hmm. comes up with a lot of cool ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rex Life Raj as yeah. well. Rex Life Raj is a is a prolific uh, you know vocalist. Like he sometimes I'll pass him a beat, I'll text it to him, you know, nonchalant, and he'll mm-hmm. text me something back. Um, in like two hours and it's nice. like a whole verse and a hook yeah. and it's just like yeah like I kind of just cut it off and did this and it's like whoa <laughs> you know and that that might be the next one so mm-hmm. he he's that that our, our working relationship is cool I tell like that um, there's a a couple of producers out here that I've been excited working with it's a guy named Mr. Carmack mm-hmm. um, him and I have, have gotten a chance to collaborate a lot more and a producer called Ryan Hemsworth from Canada as well okay. um, and uh but in terms of other vocalists, uh, had a couple of tracks with G Easy um, in the works, which is kind of exciting. Oh, that's big. Um, got that's one big. out with 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 Raj on mm-hmm. Raj's project this year. I produced something that G Easy's on, and uh, collaborate. It's another artist I have a, I have a lot of faith in and respect for it out here in the Bay. Uh, really, really sort of a more like a you know rap rap rapidly rap rap rapper, <laughs> but like real. Real, really, really dope, and yeah. and really one of the last like kind of rap rappers that I'm a really, really listen to right now. Nice, um, you know, I'm a new, I'm a newer music fan. Um, okay. There's an artist out of Atlanta called Bosco. She's on Full Girl Records. Who I've got a song uh, just finished with. She and I and a cat named Duckworth. Um, he's also from the Bay, but it really started doing some good touring and, and has a cool little band support him now. Um, and and you know moving on into the future like it's uh, I'm very Bay Area centric so like working with with cats like um, you know G Easy and Pilo and uh, you know we definitely have Kehlani in my sights 
looking to to try to get some of these like really lush melodic R&B joints to 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 her and to to really I really do love working with female vocals just because of um, probably because I you know on this I was on this alto saxophone thing and it's a little more soprano like high up register so that's kind of where my where my head's at um, and uh, you know and, and then and then moving forward just like uh, really trying to get 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 some music in with Anderson Pack. Um, oh, I don't know yeah, if, yeah, if that would be surprising or not, but people, people, you know, I really, really, uh, I'm a fan of the vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac Miller would be really dope. Um, I'd love to work with Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> it <Really>? sounds <laughs> like a completely different yeah, direction, that's, that's, but that's, that's a little I like left, but it's, yeah. I can, you know, I can see, um, I can I def- see the collab. I definitely, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, there's, there's like, the funny thing is, um, uh, I can't put a finger on, you know, what I'm, what I make. And sometimes it has a really, a real relaxed vibe and mm-hmm. sometimes it's like a little bit of a house dance vibe and sometimes it's on a little bit of a more trap vibe but mm-hmm. the common denominator always 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 might is it's got that that melody and that soulfulness definitely true uh, i could hear it, that it, definitely that, it has to because otherwise i'm just that's not me mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't be me and and it's channeling like you know it's not not just all super emotional but it's channeling a feeling definitely know, channeling uh yeah. Uh, expressing a feeling that I want, you know, ultimately, man, like I, I feel very blessed to be involved in music. And I think that um, if one is able to, you know, not trip off of the ego side of, of music and being an artist and anything that comes with that, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're left with a chance to help lift people up oh, and man. Like, make people and feel, feel good, yep. make people feel better, you yep. know? True. Um, True. And that's, that's, that's it to me. That's really, that's really what I'm after. Um, it's trying to, help elevate the game and help elevate people's feelings you know so that it, it's not really about me it's you know maybe not even about the, the, the vocalist's features it's like we're trying to do something that's for it belongs to everybody you know so that's that's, that's kind of where i'm at with it uh, i see the stars in your eyes you see a star on the rise uh, let's get it figured out before it's too late you wanna call it a night, I wanna call you tonight uh, Let's get it figured out, girl, why will we wait? Northside lover, ooh, you my little Northside lover, ooh Slide on you, I slide in you, ayy I don't wanna use no rubber, ooh We go together perfect like a number, so Fuck it, we should get a room at the double You double back when we done, no I need the freak shit front row nasty Like you done put a pill in a punch bowl you so flawless just another day at the office Niggas wanna give you the world, no Right now you ain't taking no offers Bossy, ayy God damn it, you bossy, ayy And if they sleeping on you You gon' wake their ass up like a cold-pressed coffee Ayy, ayy I see the stars in your eyes You see a star on the rise Let's get it figured out before it's too late You wanna call it a night I wanna call you tonight Let's get it figured out, girl Why will we wait?